What is good, America? We are back here once again. It's your boy, Sherman Obed, bringing you another fantastic episode here on What's the Word Entertainment. Obed, good to see you as always, my friend. How goes it, sir? Living the dream, sir. Living the dream. How about yourself? Yeah, man. I can't complain. Well, you know what? I can always complain, but why bother, you know? <laughs> but, dude, I just wanted to start off this week's episode by sharing some, some fantastic news with the with the rest of the country and the world here. All of those who are have been watching, have been listening to us here on What's the Word Entertainment for quite some time, we do appreciate you as always. We want to let you know we are officially um, up on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, as well as Spotify. So please, ladies and gentlemen, subscribe, like each video, wherever you, whatever your platform you may be using, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Check us out. What's the Word Entertainment? We are up and running officially. So that is the breaking news for this week. So uh, definitely join in anytime. Like check out our previous episodes and. Uh, Keep us keep it moving forward. Keep this train rolling. You know what I'm saying? Choo choo. Yeah. <laughs> let's get it going, sir. So let's start off this week. Um, just wanted to start, touch on a couple different things outside of you know maybe not directly in the sports you know uh, realm, but but um, one I don't know if you noticed, dude. My homie, the homie Usain Bolt tested positive coronavirus after having a little birthday party where everyone was chilling mask free. I mean, is this like pretty much gross negligence or just like an accident? Like, dude, what is what was he thinking here, bro? Um, I'm going to say that he accidentally got coronavirus through gross negligence. Uh, you know, listen, I'm starting (laughs) to look at coronavirus the way that I look at STDs and some people out here just have very poor safe sex habits. Uh, you're out here playing around in public, not wearing protection. What do you think is going to (laughs) happen? I mean, what do you, what do you hear? (laughs) This is a literally a respiratory disease that is afflicting people that uh, you're going to get if you're in close quarters with people who somebody might have it, you don't know, they're asymptomatic and you don't have a mask on. They have already shown that masks work. So, you know, he's fast. He's not faster than Corona. <laughs> he can't outrun the Rona. <laughs> exactly, dude. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I hope he gets well soon. Yo, funny, true, funny thing was when uh, I think it was, uh, I forgot which site it was. I don't know if it was Yahoo or Fox or something like that. When they announced, when they made the announcement of a bolt, they threw up a, a picture of, of Kevin Hart somehow <laughs> and that's he, terrible yo, that's terrible and k Hart, he just he just came out was just he he, he made a lot of it it was cool he you know throwing a couple of jokes like man i didn't know uh forget i guess i gotta gotta give up this comedy thing i gotta, gotta try to start training for the next olympics you know <laughs> <laughs> so i thought that was i funny. would love to see those legs kicking that fast to make that kind of speed dude running like our freddie flintstone just, just playing <laughs> <playing> about dude <laughs> Oh, oh no fired up kevin hart on a monday yo oh man shout out to k hart yeah. <laughs> it's all good um, um also something wanted to dive into really quickly i know in a couple episodes ago we touched on race in america um fortunately we had another incident and it was in kenosha wisconsin i believe it was where another african-american male was shot uh by police officer shot what seven times in the back yeah. going around they were they were there on a, a domestic uh a domestic notice call I believe it was the gentleman was uh, uh, Jacob Blake was reaching into his car, went around the car. They tried to they tried to detain him. They used a taser on him a couple of times. Tried to detain him. Officer got a hold of his shirt. Pop, pop, pop. You know, shot seven times actually in the back, which is crazy. Um, you know, there's been a reaction. You know, there's been protests and everything like that, and some some peaceful, some non peaceful. Um, reaction across sports where uh, during their first round of playoffs in basketball, you know, the Bucks boycotted their, their game against the Orlando Magic. 
and the rest of the league's trying to shut down, WNBA shut down, baseball shut down, even MLS shut down, you know. Quickly, Obed, I wanted to get your thoughts just on the incident itself and then whether or not the protests or boycotts, you, I guess, conjointly agree with them and do they feel like you really truly, truly didn't make a difference at all? Um, I mean, you know, first off, happy to hear that uh, Mr. Blake is awake, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think he released a statement recently. I haven't seen that yet. But um, it's, it's unfortunate. It's sad. Uh, the, the kind of injustice that goes on, especially if you think of an individual wanting to help break up a domestic incident, you know, you feel like communities trying to govern themselves, right? If I was in my town and I saw people fighting, I probably wouldn't jump in. But if I felt so inclined, I knew that person, I would probably come to the aid and be like, guys, break it up, right? But to think that the police who respond, one, I, you shoot a person who's walking away from you, you know, but suffice it to say, very poor example of what kind of policing should be in America versus what we see in these in these pockets, which are not, I mean, now that everybody has a camera, it's not really pockets anymore, right? We're seeing it more often, mm -hmm. uh, more consistently. Um, as far as the response, my concern with the response, I'm glad there is a response. I'm happy there is a response, but so much of it is performative as opposed to like, what is the end goal here? What is, you know what I mean? I don't know how many days it's been, but Breonna Taylor's killers are still on the loose um, mm -hmm. and probably should be arrested. Uh, but you know, as it have, now that the memes have stopped, now that the, the vignettes have stopped, you know, is it, is it still, are people actually being anti, right? It's not enough for you to uh, validate uh, you need to show the action that you're going to do to correct what occurred so that I know that we are making a change. We've, we've pivoted the boat, right? It's obviously, it's a huge ship. You don't just take a left turn in a huge ship, but you pivot, it changes your trajectory. And over time, we see where you're headed. Uh, I think, you know, walking away from the stage was a very big point to make, especially on the side of the players. Um, that is the power they hold, right? And I'm, I'm happy to see that they used it. But the individuals who actually can back them in this decision and consistently make it something that sees we're going towards have still not come to the table. I don't see enough owners with the with this messaging. I love watching Nick Saban walk with his Alabama players, uh, but I would love to see um, the university put together more than you know one person's individual showing, but put a plan out there. Right. Say we're going to do this. When we talked about COVID uh, on the, a couple episodes ago, I said, hey, make a plan. Germany showed you you can start your sport again. They finished their league. They, they won the Champions League. I'm talking about Bayern Munich. Congratulations to them. Uh, and then you're starting your next league, next league season, next week. You're still on. And they put a plan out and they did it. Over here, we can't even get to the table to talk about how we're going to protect kids if they want to all play college football or college sports in general. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's disconcerting. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's right. definitely disappointing. And just to, just to, just to quickly mention, yes, he is awake. He actually sent a message out. I think it was just two days ago, um, that from his hospital bed is just saying that quote, I just want to say to all the young cats out there and even the older ones, there's a lot more life to live out here, man. Uh, your life and not only just your life, your legs can be taken from you like this, you know? So, uh, I'm glad he's okay. Glad he's uh, is awake. You know, hope he gets hope his recovery is 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 uh, smooth and, and goes well for him. Uh, but man, 
uh, I was kind of happy to see, you know, the players, especially most, more so the NBA, uh, really taking action, you know, trying to use their platform to the highest extent to bring awareness to what is an ongoing issue that will continue, I was, quite frankly, sad to, sad to say, for quite some time in this country. Um, you know, and people are upset when sports figures and things like that, they're doing this, well, it just, they're saying, you know, just shut up and dribble. You know, that's, that's not what about, you know, because here's the thing. If I stand up and say something, I may get a couple people's attention. But if LeBron James stands up and says something, he's going to get millions of people's attention. There's a difference. They're utilizing their platform as, this, as a global national icon to bring awareness. That's why it's important for them to do so. So although people are out there saying, oh, basketball players should stick to basketball, football players should stick to football, yada, 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 whether it's baseball, hockey, whatever, whatever the case is, you know, because they have more of an audience than myself or you, Obed, or anyone else living an everyday life, you know? They can reach out to and, and let people hear. More people are going to follow LeBron James on Instagram than ever me ever going to be. You know what I mean? So whoever it is, whether, um, you know, whether it be any celebrity or, you know, or dignitary or anyone else, you know, they're going to have more of an outreach to, to, their, to utilize their platform than I would ever do. So um, I, I'm all about it. It was, it was great to see what was it? Kenny Smith, the jet on walking off the walking off set and joining the players. Um, so I think that it's going to be something that it's not going to change overnight. Um, you know, you have to just try to just continue to push forward. You know, it's funny cause it's, it's, I always, it's, it's, it's hard to say, you know, will things ever fully, fully change? Um, I don't want to go on a long rant here, you know, want to keep, keep the show going here, but let me just say this quickly, you know, um, and people always try to say, you know, it looks bad or when you're protesting or this, that, and the third, you know, I just say, you know, you have to at least try, you make an effort. And I, that's what, that's the most important thing here is make that effort and, you know, and bring awareness and but people understand, like, listen, dude, we are all people, you know, black lives matter, but people, and people are kind of saying, well, all lives matter. Well, no, all lives don't matter until black lives matter, really. You know what I mean? Because we're trying to show that we, we feel that we don't matter in this country as much as other people do, you know, and that's what we need to let people realize, you know? Um, so, but I, again, I don't want to go on a whole spiel here, um, but uh, I think I'm, I'm applauding the players and everyone else, coaches, staffing, things like that, um, media, media folks who, stood up with them. So I will say, good job, well done, but it, the, the struggle continues. The struggle goes on. So I will say that. Moving well along. Said. Well said. Thank you, sir. Um, moving along, let's get into some NBA action here. Um, wrapping up the first round of the playoffs, man, the Celtics swept the 76ers. Um, I don't know what else can be done in Philadelphia, no bad. Um, the quote-unquote process is, I think it's over. <laughs> Sorry, Philadelphia fans, if you're listening here, um, your team is done, man. You had you. I don't. I don't think anyone thought Philadelphia was going to go to go further than they did last year without Jimmy Butler this year. Okay, you had yeah. Jimmy Butler last year. You went into the playoffs, you lost in that game-winning shot to, get to the Raptors and Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. I mean, but without Butler, your team got worse. Sorry to say it. Yeah, you, you paid um, what's his name, Harris, uh, a big, big, huge contract. Um, you still have Embiid and Simmons, but your team got worse. Where did you think you were going to go? You fired your coach. James Allen Brand says he's not trading Embiid or Ben Simmons. But I'm wondering if they should or if they will, you know? 
they probably shouldn't have paid Al Hor- Joel, uh, excuse me, Al Horford. They probably shouldn't have paid him. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, looking at, sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah. But, yeah, looking at the, at the just the raw numbers and what it brings to for, to the team. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, you've got a one-dimensional player in Ben Simmons who's just not getting it done for what you're expecting from the position. You you got you lost one guy, and it's night and day in the team. Look at look at what adding Jimmy Butler to the uh, the Miami Heat did. I mean, it's it's rather he's obviously probably one of the more disrespected players in the league. But it seems when he mm-hmm. joins a roster, it, it elevates them. Right? There's something about him in the locker room, the intangibles that makes it seem like we can actually do more mm-hmm. without him there. I don't I don't really see a lot of heart in the 76ers. Maybe Joel Embiid has it, but he looks like he's about one too many losses away from wanting to go somewhere else. Facts. I, I don't think Embiid stays. He he says, you know, he's he's pondering his future, um, but I don't think he stays, to be honest with you. Um, this whole trust the process thing is, quite frankly, I don't think Philly fans should should trust them anymore. They should kind of just, you know, squash it. Um, it's done. Unless they bring in another marquee all-star guy like a Jimmy Butler again, they're not going anywhere with just Embiid and Ben Simmons. So quite frankly, should they trade Simmons or Embiid? I think they trade Simmons before Embiid. Um, but will they? I, I don't know. I think Embiid leaves on his own and then um, maybe Ben Simmons ask, 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 for, ask for a trade. So they can end up trading him somehow and get, getting some capital, some draft capital, you know? Yeah, I just don't know what you get for Ben Simmons. People actually want Ben Simmons from what they've seen. Like a guy who will only hit, what, maybe four threes, five threes a year, <laughs> if that. You know, like how many years did it take for you to hit a three-pointer in this league? You know what league you play right now? I can't believe he still hasn't developed a shot, bro. I can't believe he still hasn't developed a shot. Like, what do you do in the off time? Like, do you practice on your own or do you just come to practice to work? And do you just like work out? Like you don't shoot at home? I don't get it, dude. I yeah. don't get it. Um, but he's been in the league long enough. He's been playing this game long enough, right? They're like I don't know when you're out there by yourself. And I don't. This is just me as like the non-professional athlete that I am. Uh, I wish one day I could live up to something uh, like Chris and be a professional sports star. But you know, I, I still have <laughs> special sports fan. Best professional sports fan. Um, <laughs> and so. You know, but when you're out there, there's only so many things you can do when you're messing around in the sport that you enjoy. So, like, I'm kicking around a soccer ball. I'm obviously, like, trying to get better at little stuff that I don't know how to do, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that repetitive action. Mm-hmm. It, people always talk about seeing Allen Iverson shooting around just in the 757, right? Like, just with, and he might have a bodyguard there with him, but it's just him shooting around. <laughs> so, what I like to do is ball. Like, Ben Simmons, is ball life for you? Because the way you play, it doesn't look like it. Dude, uh, you know, but man, you know, he's a point guard that is too big to be a point guard to me, but which was just crazy. I mean, heck, yeah, Magic Johnson was a point guard, so we can't, I can't say that. So if you're telling me you're the point, you probably have some of the best handles on the team. You, you distribute the ball. If you don't actually have handles to distribute the ball and, and just have a feel for the rock, like, what are we, what do we want you on the team for? Yeah, yeah. Another first round action. I don't know if you a couple of weeks ago, Luka, your boy Luka Doncic uh, hit that game four winner for the Mavs over the Clippers. Man, that was sweet. That was special. Um, I really want to touch on because they're they're hyping this kid up like he's the second coming, dude. Like, I mean, how good can he really be? And quite frankly, is he is he overhyped at all, Obed? Because I, I he's good. He he's a hundred percent good. Yeah. But uh, to make it seem like he is 
LeBron, MJ, you know, Magic all wrapped into one. I think it's a little premature. I think it's a little premature. I think that he's got a great, he's got a great foundation um, to build on. And like many other uh, international players before him come out here and, and really elevate his game to the next level. Obviously you're good enough to, to, you know, get noticed in the NBA drafted as highly as you were. Uh, but he just keeps adding to this aura, this mystique that is him. So like, while he does get the, I mean, you know, it, it you can't tell me he's not – he doesn't give you that same feeling of, like, the uh, the Manu Ginobili's, you know what I mean, the Tony Parkers, mm-hmm. you know, like just a, a different style of play and it's just gritty and it's intense and, you know, there's so much energy. And that's just, that's just immigrant life right there to give you, give you a little synopsis. But uh, <laughs> his – I mean, his numbers are not bad, right? I mean, he shoots at least, uh, you know – 40%, I would say, uh, on average, if not more, um, in his field goal hitting percentage. Uh, he doesn't really take a lot of shots. I mean, for for he is he a small forward? I'm not sure. I don't, I don't. No, I believe, the, I believe he's a shooting guard, I believe. Shooting guard, point guard, okay. So, I mean, he's. I feel like he could probably take more shots, honestly. Uh, it's the most amount of shots he took through the playoffs. Uh, 30, <laughs> took 30 against the Clippers. Uh a couple of days ago last week i mean that's i think he has potential but he's definitely not anything like lebron or mj or you know steph curry clay thompson were at the beginning of their careers right they they obviously took some time for them to get to understand the game he's probably got them on that regard but mm-hmm. uh for the team that he's on, I think it's great that he's with Kristaps Porzingis down there in, in Dallas. I think that's mm-hmm. eventually going to become Luca's team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's going to be a – I feel like that's going to be a, a dynamic duo. It's kind of similar to like you mentioned Parker and Duncan and had in San Antonio. Now you've got mm-hmm. Doncic and Porzingis. I mean, Doncic, he's, he's, he's susceptibly bigger. You know, I thought, you know, he's 6'7", 230. You know, he's, a, he's not a small dude, you know, Luka Doncic, you know. But he has so many facets to the game. He can play. He can play inside, and he can play outside too. He's got a nice jumper, um, and he likes to drive. He likes to. He likes to get into the action, which I like about the kid. You know, um, he's what twenty-one years old, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, so he's obviously has his whole career ahead of him. Obviously, you know, but um, I, I think he's going to be a star in this league for quite some time. Again, to say he's you know, going to be one of the top five players ever is kind of a little, definitely premature, as I said yeah. before, you know. Lecture, Yeah, but um, I will he be an all-star for quite some, 100%, you know. He, he like I said, he ha- he plays a very good game. He sees the court very well too, which is which is what's so good known about Adam. Like I said, in that game four winner, he knew exactly how much time he had on the clock. He he gave he gave himself space, you know, to make that shot, and it was a heck of a shot. So. Shout out to shout out to Luca. I know the, the the Clippers did win that series, of course, but man, the Dallas has a bright future with with uh, him and Porzingis uh, yeah. doing things there. Uh, moving right along, going into the second round of the playoffs, kind of the biggest surprise of all was the uh, Miami Heat going up three zero on the Bucks. Now the Bucks have have did did win last night, so now it's three to one. But man. No one's ever, no one's ever come back from a three zero deficit to win a series. They forced the game sevens before, but never actually won it. I, I don't know whether the Bucks are just overrated or maybe just everyone underestimated the Heat. I don't know, um, and I don't know if Giannis is really the one to lead a team to a championship. Obed, 
I, 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 we all, myself included, most people thought the Bucks were going to run away with the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Um, Toronto was just kind of living off of the, the hype of last year, you know, winning the championship, but without Kawhi, we knew, we knew every, there weren't going to be anything really big. But, um, but man, the fact that the Bucks are now down 3-1 to Miami, it truly shows to show you that Eric Spolstra has putting their team in positions where they need to be and playing good fundamental, good basketball. And Jimmy Butler is really showing that he can be a leader here. Um, but your, I want to get quickly your bet, your take on lead the Bucks and what Giannis can really do to turn this around. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the, the problem with the Bucks is that they are, uh, I'm not going to call them one dimensional. They have role players uh, in Chris Milton in uh, Lopez, you know, but I just don't think they have a unit that cohesively can get it done without Giannis Antetokounmpo being an absolute monster. I mean, he only played 11 minutes uh, in this game, but they only lost. They only won by three points. Right. So yeah, you can say that the heat lost this game because they were in control of the series mm-hmm. by one point for a guy who played 11 minutes. Is there a chance that he could play more minutes? I don't know. Well, he he did get hurt. I, think it's, I think it's an ankle injury, right? Ankle injury. Yes. Um, so, you know, can he play on this ankle? I don't know, but it, I think it's more about the bucks not being a complete team. I don't believe that Giannis will win a championship in today's NBA because his game is not made for today's NBA. Um, the one show monster uh, driving the lane. Well, if you don't have a bunch of great shooters around you, like he just looks like a less, a less LeBron LeBron, this big hulking drive the lane doesn't really have a perimeter game, a lot of shooting. You know what I mean? Tons of dunks, but he's getting better at his three point percentage. He's getting better at his three points on it, but he's been in the league. How many years now? Seven years. Do you guys start building a shot after seven years in the league? You know, like, and when his body starts to fail him and he can't drive mm-hmm. the lane, it's not about his power anymore. It's about his technique. Because if you can shoot, you can shoot. We're seeing this, we, we, excuse me, we saw this with Carmelo Anthony out in, in Portland, right? Mm-hmm. If you can shoot, you can survive. Mm-hmm. I'm concerned what this team looks like in the Celtic and the uh, Bucks when Giannis isn't this large hulking figure. And at the end, for me, it's the Heat is playing team ball against a team that, that that's why I felt like the Raptors would have an edge against the Bucks. So the Raptors have an edge against anybody because they can play team ball. They can throw that guy out there on the wing ISO and he can make a big shot to win the game. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, I, I, I don't know if you have that kind of dynamicness again, they won by three points. So they did win the game. Mm-hmm. Right. But you know, are they going to have 40 point third quarters, right? Is that what it's going to take? Are we going to have to find a way to drop 40 knowing that we are only getting 19 points from Giannis because he played 11 minutes. If he'd have played a entire game, he would have had a monster stat line. They would have crushed them. Right. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, um, by the way, this is Giannis' sixth season, but yeah, I mean, if he doesn't get hurt, uh, obviously the game is the game is different. He's going to have a bigger sound. Like heck they won the game. Chris Middleton stepped up with thir- with 36, eight and eight, you know, in game four here, but man, it's really just, it's kind of just surprising that Miami is able to kind of expose Milwaukee here. And I think it's really, I think it comes down to coaching. I think it shows that Spolstra is, is better than um, Budenholzer, you know? Um, I think it's really what it is, but also the fact that I think Milwaukee hundred percent needs another piece, even if, Bucks, let's say, would 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 have won this series because I quite frankly I don't think they're winning. Like I said, no one seems to ever come back from three zero, but I don't think they would win a championship. Chris Middleton is not enough to help Giannis win. They need another star. They need like a Devin Booker on that yeah. team. So 
Imagine if he went to Milwaukee with Giannis and Curtis Middleton, you know? They're just too heavy on uh, – they're lacking on talent. Again, this is why I said it was like a, a young LeBron situation where you're just lacking the pieces around what he does right now. But, you know, in what did LeBron become like in four years from that, right? Obviously, he went out in Miami, but mm -hmm. became such a more dynamic player, hitting shots, game winners, le probably learned the game better by having guys like Chris Bosh and, uh, and Dwayne Wade and Ron, uh, Ray Allen around him, mm -hmm. you know, and at that time to probably become a way more complete basketball player under an Eric Spolstra. So. Okay. You know, maybe maybe you. I do agree with you that Alex Fulcher is out here showing, like, hey, I can play team ball. I have all of the guys. I have all the pieces. We can run our game. When you guys – if you ISO and keep Giannis from killing you, he's not going to kill you. Right. Right, right, right. Um, in other news, the Nets actually hired former point guard and Hall of Famer Steve Nash as their next head coach um, with no coaching experience, by the way, whatsoever. You know, he was a consultant for the Warriors. He has a good relationship with KD. I think that's obviously that was the trigger. That's what got this hiring done uh, I to me. Um, you know, your boy KD probably said, called up the organization, like, yo, hire my man Stevie over here, you know. Uh, but was it really the right move, you know, and, uh, and was, it, was it earned? I, I, will, I will have to throw that question out there. Was it truly earned? Uh, no. Um, I didn't even know he was interviewing. I thought there was a time when teams said, hey, we are interviewing these people for this role. And then you find out who they picked. Uh, I didn't know we just roll out and say, hey, this guy who is the, the color analyst for soccer, uh, who isn't interviewing anywhere, is now the head coach. Um, <laughs> I, I, I absolutely agree with Stephen A. Smith and appreciate him doubling down that it, it's probably white privilege. Mm. Um, it, it's, it's unfortunate to say so, but you know, it's much like the NFL hiring, uh, the giants hiring the Patriots wide receivers coach, mind you, the Patriots had probably the worst wide receiver grouping and the worst stat lines from the wide receivers. Uh, Joe judge, if I'm not mistaken, is the gentleman's name mm -hmm. uh, last year, but he ends up getting the head coaching job over somebody like, uh, the defensive coordinator out of. Um, San Francisco Salah, um, you know, or, or a Byron Leftwich, who I think is ready to be a head coach now. Uh, you know, why aren't these individuals the guys who are next up in the pipeline? And that's because yeah, you continue where to fill those good opportunities with guys who just don't deserve a shot. Where's Mark Jackson? You know, he, quite frankly, made the Gold State Warriors before Steve, got, Steve Kerr got there, you know. Um, you know, where's guys like that? You know, why are they even getting a call? You know, who had the who have the experience playing with with coaching premier players? You know, um, and, and to me, it's just like I said, I really do think that I'm not going to just say it's just this white privilege, quote unquote. You know, what Stephen A. Smith said, but I'm going to say that I think it, KD definitely had a part in this. So I will kind of be on the you know, the, I guess, positive side of this conversation to kind of, kind of counteract your, your thoughts so bad. But um, I think that Steve Nash, no one's questioning his talent as a player. He's one of the best point guards of all time. He's a Hall of Famer. Everyone loves Steve Nash. You know, he can definitely teach these guys a lot, and especially in terms of player development. I think he's going to be good for the team, and especially with Kyrie, you know. Um, but he can't help but look at it as a possible like, yo, what, what the heck, you know, why, why, why aren't you interviewing other, other, other minority candidates? Why is it, why is there no, no minority candidates getting these jobs? 
you know? So it's just interesting to see that and then how long this will kind of, this spiel will go on. Does anybody actually trust that this individual knows the job well enough to do it well, right? Like look at who he just inherited, Kevin Durant. I'm, I think he's a, a fantastic competitor. I just don't know how much of a leader that he is. Um, Kyrie Irving, I think he is a fantastic competitor, games, game winner, championship winner, much like Kevin Durant. I just don't know how much of a leader he is. I don't think, I don't think Kyrie's a leader at all. That's one of the things that was his issues in Boston, I believe. So, and I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, so how are you going to take two guys who probably need strong leadership at, as, at a head coach, as a head coach for them, a person who could connect with them, allow them to bring you and be like, yo, make our friend the coach. Mm, I don't know if that's a, that's a quality maneuver. Mm -hmm. um, even, even if it's not, even if it's not white privilege, um, it still reeks of poor judgment uh, in the same vein that if you're only giving a person a job or an opportunity, a very good opportunity, because you like them versus them being fit for the role, that's still a problem. And I, I just don't, how many, well, I'll ask you this question, Sherman, how many games do you think they'll lose before we watch Nat, Steve Nash get fired? I think he'll, I think he'll hundred percent get through season one. Um, whether, especially it also, it just all depends upon how healthy KD is, you know, um, he's got plenty of time off to rehab. Uh, I think he'll get through at least one season, but I can tell you this, if they're, I don't know, uh, if they only, let's say make second round of the playoffs a couple years in a row, I don't think it's going to work out. He signed what I believe was a four year deal. He signed to be the coach of the Nets. Um, I think if you get to this, to, to semi, the Eastern semi, semis two years in a row, uh, it's going to be a problem. Uh, and I don't think – because everyone is expecting with a, with a healthy KD and a healthy Kyrie, there's no reason why the Nets should not be in the, be in the finals each, each year, especially in the Eastern Conference going against, let's say, the Bucks or, the, or maybe so the Heat or the Raptors who, who – like East I said, is easy. The East yeah, is easy. I'm going on record. The East is easy. So that's why we're seeing exactly. guys like Giannis Antetokounmpo in a one-dimensional offense getting roasted by the Heat. Uh, when they really should be able to, to beat people. Um, if you're telling me you have Kevin Durant and Kyrie, those guys should be able to work the East very easily. Exactly. And if it doesn't happen, he will be gone, I'd say, after two years. He will be and gone after two years. Yeah, I, I would 100% agree with you, especially if you're talking about you, you, you get a taste of it for two years, they're going to be like, okay, the players are fine. The coaching's not there. They're going to get rid of Yeah, 100%. Uh, moving along quickly, the I saw the game last night. Lakers even up the series against Houston at one apiece after dropping the first one. Um, quickly, is there any more concern for the Lakers, or are they pretty much getting it going now? LeBron flirted with a triple double last night. Um, I think are they do they Lakers look like the Lakers we expected them to be. Is this pretty much kind of going to roll on from here on this, this point a little bit? Stars on mute there. Um, I, I would assume, I think this is the crunch time portion that we expected them to be at, that uh, this, this high, high pressure moment, this is it. This is what you got LeBron in the, in the room for. This is what you let LeBron reconfigure the team for, right? This is what you got rid of Magic Johnson for, so that you could be in a position to win the championship. And that's, that's so they're going to turn it on. I don't think you're going to watch 
I think this is probably going to be some of those spirited basketball. You're going to watch these guys play. Um, and I expect them to play at this level all the way through. Um, yeah, maybe they you, needed a – oh, sorry. Ahead. No, I was say, if Houston, if Houston uh, has a chance, Russell Westbrook has to step up. Um, having just 10 points last night is not going to do it on 4 or 15 shooting. You know, he had 13 boards. Great. But, you know, he's got he's to shoot better. Um, they need him and Gordon to go off each um, – you know, him and Gordon, uh, him and Hay- uh, uh, Harden, excuse me. Harden. Him, him and Harden, Harden, Harden to go off each and every night because I feel like from this point on, your boys AD and LeBron James will be at their best. I think they've kind of woken – after that first loss, they, they got to – like LeBron said, they got to kind of – they got to feel for their Houston speed. We all know Houston plays fast. Any, any Mike D'Antoni team plays, plays fast is all about scoring. They're not about – Plays defense. fast and doesn't play defense, yep. Exactly. It's great if you score 120 points a game, but if you give up 121, you ain't going to win. So, you yeah. know what I mean? So, that's the and problem. And one of his best players ever, Steve Nash, I worry about how he's going to coach it. But we'll just, we'll just see what happens. We'll just <laughs> oh, see what happens. Uh, very good point. Very yeah. good point here. So. Um, I think you make a great point. Continue, please. No, no, no. Just say, just, just go kind of wrap up uh, our basketball talk here. You know, I, I think the Lakers have kind of woken up after game one. I think they will continue to roll. I say this, this series goes no more than six games. I will say that. It goes no more than six, and the Lakers will come out on, uh, come out on top. I, w- I would agree with that. I think it shouldn't, it shouldn't go any more than six. Now, are we going to have James Harden, uh, you know, four of eight from 3.6 to 12 from the field, uh, but going to the charity stripe 13 times? You know, I mean, he had 27 points. He, he had the most points on it. But, it, again, he, he probably does need Russell Westbrook to come out here and be MVP. If Russell Westbrook is an MVP and James Harden is an MVP, you expect this team to be able to have these two guys they could lean on to drop 40 if necessary. Exactly. Uh, you think a game six – or, excuse me, game seven against the uh, – no, it was game six, the last game in the – whatever the stadium is for uh, the – the Warriors, Clay Thompson almost dropped 60 on the Toronto Raptors. They wouldn't have, the, the Warriors probably would have won that series. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that's, I don't know if we're going to get that kind of output from these guys, but that's what you expect. Games on the line, a uh, big moment. Guys like Clay, guys like Steph, those guys step up. Guys like Kevin Durant step up. So you're expecting these two MVPs on your, in your five, two of them need to step up. Yeah, 100% agree with you, sir. Let's move it along to some football uh, news and action here uh, quickly. Uh, Ravens release all-pro safety Earl Thomas, which is kind of, unex- kind of unexpected there. Some incident occurred in practice, and he, th- he punched another player or something like that. Dude, I feel like this guy just can't get away from controversy. You know, from flipping off uh, Pete Carroll in Seattle in that last game. You know, I'm not sure where he ends up, if he even ends up. I feel like someone's going to pick him up. I feel like Dallas would be a team that picks him up. Um, just because Dallas loves controversy or Jerry Jones loves controversy. He's, he's also a Texas guy. He went to UT. There you go. You yeah. know, so I think he could end up in Dallas strengthen up that defense, but who knows? I mean, does he get picked up what, what halfway through the season or, or, or at all a bit? So he'll, man, first he has to prove he isn't a basket case. Um, there's a lot more in that report about how he was missing uh, team meetings, late to meetings. Um, and so, you know, I, I don't know if, he he has uh issues with you know not being uh, one of those egotistical guys maybe we just haven't heard of what it's like to actually be in the same locker room with Earl Thomas um that you know you punch a guy guys have punched guys uh uh who was Martellus Bennett once uh punched a player grabbed a guy by his by his helmet because he grabbed uh Martellus Bennett by the helmet but you understand where it's coming from there's there's logic behind it if there is uh, 
<clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> if there is a concern about him, it's not his play on the field, it's his stuff off the field, and I think that'll keep him out. I know Dallas was in the running for it, but I don't know if they're still on the table. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, not, it's not a good look. It's not a good look getting dropped from a good team that you were going to probably help win a Super Bowl with this year, uh, and then they just let you go. Um, yeah, I mean, Baltimore obviously has high expectations coming off of last year with their you know, MVP winning quarterback, Lamar Jackson, you know, losing that first playoff game. But man, I mean, this definitely hurts their defense. I think it's, it's, so, some, it's, it's so petty, too. You know, it's like I said, he was always, I think it was towards the end of the training camp practice a few weeks back in late August, where on a play he decided to blitz, I believe, and offense scored a touchdown. He was arguing with his other safety, Chuck Clark. They got into it. Punches were thrown, and I mean that's just unnecessary, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. this especially this you know this time of year, it's like, come on, man, be with your team. And now they now he's gone, and he quite frankly, Walsmer has a legitimate shot of winning the Super Bowl. Um, I think everyone knows that, especially with that with the offense rolling. Uh, but man, this definitely hurts them. I don't know what he the hell he was thinking, but I, I say he does get picked up somewhat. I say by I would say probably by week three he gets picked up by someone. If it's whether it's Dallas or somebody else. I say he does get scooped up. Yeah, I mean, you can't just leave talent like that on the on the uh, the waiver wire on the on the couch. I just if he's a head basket case, or team's gonna want another basket case. We'll see. Exactly. Moving along, um, the Bears officially named Mitchell Trubisky as their starting QB. Uh, I don't know what else can we can say. We've talked about your boy Maserati Mitch, excuse me, Mazda Mitch, um, uh, <laughs> for quite oh, some God. time now. But man. Uh, when when is Nick Foles going to start? I'm just I'm just I'm just going to throw it out there. I feel like I'm going to say week six. Nick Foles will be starting for the Chicago Bears. Man, okay, I'm going to need two seconds, America. I'm going to need two seconds to just I want to look up the Chicago Bears uh, schedule, and you know, because no disrespect, um, but Mazda Mitch, the protege, is trash. Uh, so <clears throat> looks like first game of the season is at the Lions, they should win that game. If he can win that game against the Lions, against what I think is a bad defensive team, Mm -hmm. then they get to go home and play against the Giants. They could lose that game. You think? I think they could lose that game. Now, the Giants' defense isn't really really much for anything, you know, but – I have a feeling that the Giants' offense could make some point, could make some things happen in this with, game. It could be a little bit of shootout. With your boy Danny Dimes, okay. With my, okay. With my boy Danny Dimes, they will lose in Atlanta. They will lose to the Colts, so he could be out of a job in the middle of the Falcons game. I think. I think he wins Week One. Mm-hmm. It adds a little confidence, and then they lose Game Two, and at least he made some good plays but he's going to look so bad in the dome that they are going to pull him and put in Nick Foles and Nick Foles in a dome is just going to light up. Mm. You know, if Alshon Jeffrey catches that pass and does, is Nick Foles still on the, on the uh, Eagles? I don't know. Right. But um, he's shown time and time again, his ability to come off the bench and just be pivotal and give a team confidence. If you watched the first game of the season last year, uh, it's because the hundred year, uh, hundred years of the NFL, I was upset because usually you have the Super Bowl winner play the first game of the season. Uh, and we didn't as a Patriots fan. Uh, it was the Bears versus the, <laughs> the Packers. The Packers. And the, the only reason that the Bears lost that game is because Mazda Mitch couldn't make any throws. 
Mazda Mitch out here couldn't make any throws and it just was pitiful. And if you got a guy like Allen Robinson on the outside, Anthony Miller underneath, um, you know, you now have Jimmy Graham at tight end uh, to go along with Adam Shaheen, who I think is very good. That run game has Tariq Cohen. I know David Montgomery is injured, but Tariq Cohen's probably their better uh, running back. Somebody yeah. just needs to be able to deliver the ball. Somebody just needs to be able to deliver the ball. And if it's not going to be him, they're not going to wait that long. Nick Foles knows this offense. Nick, this is the Andy Reid system, right? He had the, the um, Matt Nagy came from Coach mm -hmm. Patterson's staff. Uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Patterson is a former quarterback who used to play for Andy Reid in his system. Right. Mm -hmm. So I know Nick Foles knows this playbook. I know Nick Foles knows this system and they have a good defense, a strong run, uh, a strong Cleo Mack, Roquan Smith. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard for me to think that we're going to watch this guy. And if there's any person, maybe, Hey, if you don't think that the hiring of Steve Nash is white privilege, the drafting of Mitch Trubisky is absolutely white privilege. Um, <laughs> so, so, you know, <laughs> Do you do your homework because they could have had uh, Deshaun Watson or they could have had a Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes. So you pick your poison on the quarterbacks you actually wanted from there who uh, aren't white but are 100% hashtag good at football by comparison to Mitch Trubisky. Mm, got him. Hot take from Obed. Love it. Uh, moving along, Jags released running back Leonard Fournette who subsequently signed with your boy TB12 in, in, the, uh, in the Buccaneers. I'm looking at this squad here, dude, and, um, man, I'm thinking the Bucs might have one of the best offenses in the league. Is that fair to say? It's fair to say. It's fair to say. Uh, the offensive line, which makes up a part of the offense, is not so good. Um, and, and I think another offense that might rival theirs is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's hard. When you can say that the backup to the starter is Shady McCoy, the starting <laughs> tight end, is uh rob gronkowski but the two other starting the two other tight ends are really good as well oj uh, howard cameron cameron, well. cameron Bray. um then you've got mike evans on the outside who has always had a thousand yard season if they if you're looking for a thousand yard season you should look at mike evans mm -hmm. uh and then uh chris godwin who's come on the scene but a great penn state product who fantastic out of the slot i mean thousand it, yard receiver as well last season it's the and one of the they were one of the only offenses that had two wide receivers in the top in a thousand yard season so be able mm -hmm. to support two 24 uh top 24 wide receivers right i mean it's a, it's it's a it's easy statement to make and it's very hard to argue against yeah i mean now that you bring in tom brady here like with these veteran receivers you got gronk a healthy gronk who's who's taken a who's coming out of retirement who's had a time to let his body rest up you've got so you've got and you've got solid backups in case he goes down you know what I mean and now you bring in Fournette you got Shady McCoy here I mean man I feel like and then we all know um this Bruce Arians offense is all about you know no risk it no biscuit here you know they're they're, they're gonna light it up folks I try to say they're gonna be average what 35 points a game I feel to be honest you at least 30 you know I was gonna say at least 30 I mean this could be you know a week-to-week -week boat race knowing that their defense isn't as good as it could be and they're going to have to throw to stay in games now mm -hmm. now I'll, I'll ask this knowing that uh Jameis Winston had 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions all of the all of the passing that he did last year do you envision Tom Brady throwing that many passes week in and week out you know, I wouldn't if it wasn't Bruce Arians. Because it's Bruce Arians, I do see them throwing the ball that much. Um, however, now the fact that you have 
now there's I believe Ronald Jones second is still going to be their starting running back. I don't know why. I mean, I think Fournette is obviously better. McCoy is a veteran. Um, I feel like you can have two running backs in the backfield with you. I know we, I think, I think Arians likes to go 11 personnel or even, or even uh, uh, 12 personnel a lot. Um, but I feel like you have to put at least two backs in the backfield. You, you can at most times do, and, and, you know, and do these little dink and dunks here to give Brady's arm a rest, but run the football. We all know running the football is, is the way to get your passing game going. That's it's traditional football here, but man, I don't see how you. Why would you not want to run the football with Fournette, McCoy, and Jones? So it's you know, it's funny. The the fantasy football community has done tons of numbers and tons of uh, analysis. Excuse me, run tons of numbers and done a ton of analysis on how uh, running backs don't matter and their impact on the game is minimal when there's a, such a higher prevalence for passing and, and, you know, preponderance to passing to get somewhere. Um, while that might be what the numbers are saying, I think the numbers are lying this time. I think the, uh, some, the consistent devaluation of the running back position, but the propensity for teams to focus their best assets through running is, is definitely has some kind of, uh, relationship that is direct like a direct relationship you want to pay these guys more so you can have more of them so that you can run more so that you can control the clock more so that you can win games and then guys like ryan Tannehill are getting big contracts to do what is ryan Tannehill going to throw more passes mr i threw like nine passes in a game two <laughs> or three of them were touchdowns we won the game and we ran the ball 30 times like right are, what is the offense of the Titans going to be? Because I don't think you paid him to throw 30 passes a game. I don't think he's that kind of a player. Um, it's this hyper-efficiency that they want. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, they have, of course, Derrick Henry, you know, I mean, so they can rely on that. But still, I mean, with the Bucks, though, I mean, I, Brady's going to throw – I say Brady I say Brady has at least 35 touchdowns next, next uh, this coming season, to be honest, at least 35, if not 40. Um, and But – I don't think they really they need to rely on Brady throwing the ball uh, as much as, as need be, like they did in uh, Jameis Winston, because they have, you have this monster backfield, and I, there's no reason not to run the ball. I get it. It's Bruce Arians' offense now. It's a different, it's a different game, but I just don't see the purpose of it. And Brady's 42 years old. He's not, he can't last much, much longer. It was throwing, throwing his arm out every, you know, every single week. I think I he wrong? takes, I think he takes better care of himself than a guy like uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. Ben Roethlisberger is 37 or 38. And I, he doesn't take care of his body half as much as Tom Brady does. Right. So mm-hmm. I don't, I, the idea of, of Ben Roethlisberger playing at 40, 41, I don't, I don't buy that one at no, all. No, well, Ben Lossberg has so many damn injuries, bro. He's, that dude's been injured since he came out the womb. You know what I mean? Like, you know. <laughs> ever since I was young, my bro's always broke. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That, that, dude's, that dude's more fra- fragile than a twig in the backyard. Like, come on, man. Like, you know what my I'm saying? Kindling over here. <laughs> dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, he, his bones are like straight up, straight up, like, uh, freaking loose leaf paper, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I just I can't. got the serrated at the top, dude. Quick <laughs> exactly. No three oh. punch needed. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I, I just can't. So that's what I'm saying. But yeah, I, I do think the Bucks will have a prolific offense this season. They will 
compete with the Saints. That division is obviously crowded with the New Orleans Saints. Um, either one of them can come out with that division, but I will still think that the playoff, the Bucks will be making the playoffs. I think uh, ESPN Zaino Rossini said the Buck had a hot take: the Bucks won't make the playoffs. Yes, yeah, psych. <laughs> so <laughs> come on come on yeah come on. It's, it's conjecture you know it's conjecture you know how you know how they have to do to get like that clickbait that's like exactly that air, air riders. yeah um anyway just to uh moving along let's so uh, the last topic for today is uh texans quarterback deshauna watson got the massive contract that he has so well deserved i think it was what a four-year extension for 160 million dollars over about just about 111 million guarantee, which is the second in the NFL behind only Patrick Mahomes, of course. Now, mind you, now he's going to be he's going to be the highest paid player in the league per for base salary wise, and about 39 million for the next four years. Yeah. But second biggest contract in NFL history is he the second best quarterback in the NFL to deserve this money? I agree, he deserved to get paid. He is legitimate. There's no doubt about his talent. However, now that you've taken away uh, DeAndre Hopkins from him. What is he going to be like? Yeah, I got to, you know, they, you got a good point there in that. And DeAndre Hopkins is no slouch, right? He was able to play and get his yards with guys like Brandon Whedon, uh, with guys like Brock Osweiler. So, uh, yes, Deshaun Watson is the truth, but obviously he's playing with one of the best premier wide receivers in the league. Now, that being said, Deshaun Watson had great numbers with Kiki Cutie, a relative nobody, uh, with Will Fuller, who's supposed to be their number one, who can never stay healthy, uh, with guys like um, uh, Jordan Akins, who is nobody. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I, mean, I have to believe that – oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I was just saying, I mean, they did bring in Brandon Cooks and Randall Cobb, but yes. they're – they're not DeAndre Hopkins. Sorry. They're not. I think Bill O'Brien is banking on the fact that Deshaun Watson is good, hashtag good, and that Deshaun Watson could pepper and work with a number of guys who should be able to run the route tree. If you run the route tree, we have good plays. We should be okay. You've got your stretch guy in Brandon Cooks. You've got your underneath guy for hands with Randall Cobb, and they paid Randall Cobb starter money, so I would be, hey, fantasy football, draft Randall Cobb at the end of the season and log out. Uh, mm, there you go. Draft, log out. Um, then they have Will Fuller, another stretch guy. They have Kiki QT, another stretch guy. These guys can run the route tree. They also have Kenny Stills, one of the best. Kenny Stills has been a great receiver since his days back with, uh, uh, with the Saints. So I don't want to take anything away from him. Mm -hmm. um, my, for, for me, it's just that, is he the second best? Now, when you're talking about things from a numbers perspective, from a financial perspective, it's not, it doesn't end up being about who is actually the best. At this point, you know, they, uh, uh, Kirk Cousins just resigned for another $33 million a year for two years, guaranteed money with the Minnesota Vikings, an extension. Why? Because that's the market. Guys are going to get paid based on who got paid before them. It doesn't – honestly, you can only you, – the only, how good you are is what pushes that number into a different threshold, right? It's why uh, they do crazy mathematics to figure out how to pay a half a million dollars to Patrick Mahomes, but it doesn't affect their salary cap because it's being paid out in roster bonuses. So he just has to be on the roster. If something cataclysmic happened, he's only guaranteed 140 million. So really, uh, I think the 140 million, you get it being the second best. They think that you're only a little bit step behind the guarantee that he got. So you get guaranteed 112 million. I think it makes sense. Is he the second best quarterback in the NFL? I don't think that is true. Um, I would have to think that being the best quarterback in the NFL doesn't mean you're coming out here and doing Michael Vick things. It means that you're able to will your team to success in all mm -hmm. in all in all situations. But 
you know, is the best quarterback in the NFL about productivity because before he went down, Drew Brees was really productive last year with the Saints offense. Um, Tom Brady, when he has a roster of guys, is very productive. Aaron Rodgers, when he has a roster of guys, is the bad man and is very productive. He's not my 12. My 12 is Tom Brady all day, every day, let's go. But, you know, it's if you say monetarily, if he is where, where we're going to put our money at, we're going to say it's him until somebody – if somebody comes out and has a run like Patrick Mahomes and goes into the Super Bowl and doesn't throw all them picks and then gets paid, he's going to get almost 40% more than Patrick Mahomes did because that's just the market. Yeah, I feel you, dude. I mean, like, again, I just don't think the Texans are going to be what the Texans want to be. Um, the defense is kind of suspect at points. J.J. Watt is always hurt. You know, quite frankly, he's one of the biggest talents there is, but he's always continuously hurt. Um, Whitney Merciless is hurt often too sometimes and I just don't think they're going to have enough uh, to, to win what they were to go where they want to go even though they're paying Deshaun I think you need to bring in more talent you know getting I often injured older David Johnson wasn't the answer and getting, you know uh, I think they could have gotten a back someplace else whether it be in the draft or not but I if think, they had gotten a first-round pick for uh, DeAndre Hopkins, then they probably would have got it back. So, I, to, to, don't even get me started on that again. I still can't believe you don't get a <laughs> – Bill O'Brien, he needs to not be the GM. He needs to be the head coach and the head coach only. I don't like when head coaches are GMs. I will say it now. I will continue. I don't like it. You need someone who will look at it from an unbiased position, not just somebody who can bring in and work that specific offense because you think you or you like them or whatever the case is. You need someone who can actually fill out your roster effectively and help you win football games. Um, you know, and I don't like it when GMs are coaches and coaches are GMs. Don't like it. But I digress. But um, we'll see what happens, sir. Football is finally coming back. We are, what, three days away from opening up the season this Thursday night. Um, Texans opening up against the against the Kansas City Chiefs, um, Super Bowl champions, of course. Money gonna, against money. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So Deshaun Watson is going to throw his money at Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is going to throw his money back. We're gonna figure out. <laughs> <laughs> just have a money. Just have a money pit in the in the end zone. They're going to dive into it. That's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> I did it, Slot. Snow Angels. They're money Angels. Money Angels. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I am looking forward to it this season. Um, hope you guys enjoy this week's episode here in What's the Word Entertainment. Um, if you haven't done any of your fantasy football drafts, hopefully that's going well for you. Good luck to everyone who's doing that. Um, of course, as always, check us out on Twitter at DWWENT. And of course, again, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. We are here, ladies and gentlemen. Subscribe, like the channel, um, all that jazz. Send it out to your friends and families, whatever you need to do. Um, broadcast it, tweet it, whatever you want to do. We are here. We are fully in action. Obed. Good to see you as always, my friend. And um, we will catch you guys next time. Have a good one, folks. Enjoy these, enjoy the season, everyone. Peace. Peace.